megahertz. It is 6.30, and I want to thank the gentleman who was in here before I got here tonight for putting on a Coleman Hawkins collection. These are recordings made in June 1938 in Holland. Coleman Hawkins did a little European tour. Actually, his European tour lasted several years. But then he... uh, he came back pretty soon after this. I think he was starting to pick up on something when Nazi Germany would not allow him to uh, get off the train when he went through Germany. They'd heard of him, and they hated jazz. So, of course, they did, they had no use for Coleman Hawkins. This is an old Xanadu LP, Coleman Hawkins, Dutch Treat. And you heard Dear Old Southland working backwards when Buddha smiles way down yonder in New Orleans as the original Tin Pan Alley lyric would have us pronounce the name of that city, and Swinging in the Groove. This is Our Wolf. I'm filling in for Mike Perini. The show is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food. It's also a show about the human condition. This is the last day of 2009. Technically, I guess the... uh, for most of us, the last day of the decade, although sticklers would say, no, no, it'll be a year from now that we'll have the actual last day of the decade. But who cares? Happy New Year. Good to eat tonight. Hi, Mom. The coach really gave us a workout. Oh, boy, ham. I'm so hungry I could eat a, a neutral and see what he gave us to do. Chuck, huh? Could you serve yourself in a, in a less athletic manner? Oh. Is this better? Chuck. At least you could manage to be on time. After your mother goes to all the trouble to prepare a fine meal, it's... It's only common courtesy, Chuck. I know, but I couldn't help it. I was late home from school. Never mind. He did wash up and brush his hair. By the way, Chuck, I saw Barbara's mother downtown. That's quite a supper party she's planning. Mm. Is it this Friday? I'm not going. Why not? Do I have to have a reason? But all your friends will be there. Mm, Come on, not Chuck, don't talk with your mouth full. Good night, Chuck. Good night. Have a good time. Thank you, Chuck. Good night. Who wants to go to a supper party? You do, Chuck. Huh? Who are you? We're looking into the future, Chuck. I am the young man you are going to be in a few short years. Well, if you say so. (laughs) And take it from me. When we're my age, we won't be turning down invitations. Maybe not. Tell me, why aren't you going? I don't know. I do. 
You're worried about not doing the right thing. Your table manners. Now you're talking like Mom and Dad. Look, you may not care much about table manners now, but when you grow up to be me, then you'll care. But why? Why does it matter? For several reasons. Look, maybe I can show you. Let's imagine the family at dinner with nobody minding his manners. <laughs> not very pretty, is it? Each person busy feeding his face, showing no consideration for the others. People become irritated, angry. No one can enjoy a meal like this. No. Mealtime is a time for pleasure and relaxation. It's the best opportunity the family has to talk together, exchange bits of news, make plans. When everybody eats properly, the meal goes better, and everybody has more fun. What's more, when we relax and enjoy ourselves, we digest our food better. And ask your doctor if that isn't important to your health. But there's more. What's that? How long now before you'll be going out to make your own way in the world? Not very long, I guess. And whatever you do, wherever you go, you'll want to put your best foot forward. Here, let's try another trick. Let's change that to a table in a restaurant. You're taking a girl out to dinner. To make a good impression, you must know what to do. Who seats the girl? When you sit? How to order your meal? Of course, the girl wants to know these things, too, in order to show herself at her best. Then you must know how to eat your meal. And the only way to have good table manners when you want them is to practice them regularly at home. Get in the habit of eating properly, so it just comes naturally. Or take another case. Say you're having lunch with your boss. Say he's thinking about somebody to fill a good position that's opening up. Well, put yourself in the boss's place. Would you give the job to a fellow like this? Or to a fellow who thinks that table manners are silly? You see what I mean about putting your best foot forward? Table manners are important, because people judge many things about you just by the way you eat. All right, maybe so, but it's, it's all so complicated. Is it? Look, there's nobody here. Let's try it out. What do you mean? Come on. Besides, that supper party sounds good. If we know what to do, I think we'll want to go. Well... Look sharp now. There. There is a place setting properly arranged. It looks all right, but what am I supposed to do? That's the question. Well, what would you do if you sat down to dinner and found three forks, like this? I'd probably end up with one left over and wonder what I did wrong. Not if you remember one simple rule. Always use silverware from the outside in. So, starting from the outside, use this for your salad, this for your main course, and this... Why, that one must be for the dessert. You see? It's easy. But there's something funny here. Doesn't the butter knife belong here? Well, the book says either place. And speaking of the book, it wouldn't hurt you to use one sometime and check up on any points that you're not sure of. Sure, we have some books in school, but I'll have to be careful. Who sees me reading it? <laughs> Don't worry, you can manage that. And now to use these things. Let's have some food. Say, it's too bad you've just eaten. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Things will be easier if you'll remember that in eating, there are three kinds of food. 
finger foods, fork foods, and spoon foods. Now, clean, dry foods, bread is one of them, are finger foods. But when you have something that's messy or sticky, you better use a fork. Yeah, like a cream puff? That's the idea. Now, fork foods include meat, potatoes, vegetables, salads, and many others. There's a right way to hold a fork, and this is it. Don't put onto your fork any more than one mouthful of food. Oh, yes. After you've placed food on your fork, if you decide to talk, lay it down until you're ready to eat. It looks better. And this is the way to park a fork after you've used it. Not propped up on the edge of the plate, huh? That's the idea. Here, now you try it. Okay. Now, with some fork foods, we need a knife. Let's see how you use it. Folks say I do it wrong. Hey, that's not only the wrong way, it's the hard way. Here, try this. Put the ends of both the handles in the palms of your hand, like that. Hold the meat with your fork and cut the meat. Don't tear it apart. See, this is better. You see, good table manners are just common sense. Is that right? Yes, that's the way most people in America handle their knife and fork. We don't have to worry with the European method. But now, after you've finished eating... I have. You place your knife and fork this way to show that you have finished. But what about spoon food? Oh, yes. All right. How do you manage soup? Hi, you don't fool me on this one. You never tip the bowl, and you dip the soup away from you. Not too much in the spoon, and you eat from the side of the spoon. Precisely. And now, would you care for some turnips? Oh, turnips. You know I can't bear... Um, no, thank you. That's the idea, Chuck. Courtesy, consideration for others, common sense. That's what table manners are. You mean that's all there is to table manners, just what we've talked about? Oh, no. But you already know a great deal. And you can learn still more by watching Mother, Dad, and other people who have good manners. But the main thing is... The main thing is is to practice at home so that table manners will come naturally and I won't have to think about them when I'm out. You can't miss. Oh, let's do the dishes. Mother should see that. Well, Chuck, are we going to that party? Sure we are. We are. That's right, Chuck. We are going to the party. You can't see me any longer, but remember, I'm the fellow you're going to be. So I'm interested in seeing that you always make a good impression. This really isn't hard, is it? You know what to do. That's right. Ladies first into the dining room. And now what? Right again. Find your place and remain standing. You see, Chuck, it's easy to do the right thing if you remember courtesy, consideration of others, common sense. And also remember, you're here not to see how much or how fast you can eat, but to have a good time.
Congratulations on your decision to become a non-smoker. This is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make, and one of the best. The Nicorette Gum User's Guide and this audio tape are designed to help make it as easy as possible to break the habit. But keep in mind that this program won't work unless you're really committed to becoming a non-smoker. Maybe you tried before and failed. If so, don't be discouraged. Remember, lots of people make several tries before they succeed. This time, Nicorette will help relieve the physical symptoms of quitting, so you're better equipped to manage the mental part. Hey, you can do it. Even though Nicorette is easy to use, it's not used like ordinary chewing gum. It's serious medicine. And like any medicine, you should use it only as directed. We'll get to the directions later, but you should also know that there are some people who shouldn't use Nicorette or any product containing nicotine without checking with their doctor. Women who are pregnant or nursing, for example, and anyone with a history of heart trouble, high blood pressure that can't be controlled with medication, takes insulin for diabetes, or has a stomach ulcer, should get medical advice first. Quitting smoking can also affect the way your body reacts to certain other medications you may be taking for asthma or depression. So check with your doctor if any of these things apply to you. Be sure to read the user's guide that comes in this kit for other important information about using Nicorette. Even though Nicorette contains nicotine, it doesn't contain any of the thousands of other harmful chemicals that are in cigarette smoke. And it's designed to get you off nicotine for good. All right, everybody, quiet now. We're ready to start. This support group is all about how to use Nicorette to help you quit smoking. So who needs a support group? It's a chewing gum. You chew it. You might as well have to take a class on how to breathe. <laughs> how to breathe is Mr. Yamato's group down the hall. You'll be in that one later. But this comes first, because Nicorette isn't ordinary chewing gum. You have to use it the right way, or it won't work the way it's supposed to. Hey, chewing gum is kid stuff. But chewing Nicorette is it's only for people who are at least 18 and who really want to quit smoking. Younger people should talk to a doctor first. Okay, so let's begin. First, has everybody read the Nicorette User's Guide? Yes. Oh, I, I read it, yeah. It didn't take long, and it made the whole quitting process a lot clearer to me. Right, there's nothing mysterious or complicated about it, but there's a right way to do it. And the only way you can expect to get the results you want is to use Nicorette the way it's supposed to be used. Now, who remembers the very first instruction? <laughs> Buy Nicorette gum. <laughs> well, actually, there's an even earlier step. Before using Nicorette, you have to stop smoking, and I mean completely. That's important. And you mustn't chew tobacco or use snuff or nicotine patches either. You start using Nicorette on the day you stop smoking. And you never smoke and use Nicorette together. That could give you an overdose of nicotine, which is pretty powerful stuff. The results could make you sick. I know. Sometimes if I smoke two or three cigarettes in a row, like if I'm nervous, I get dizzy. Sure. So the next question is, when are you going to stop? Has everyone picked a quit date? Yeah, I, I have. I have to attend a seminar on Monday in a non-smoking building. I figure if Nicorette can get me through the first day, it'll be easier from then on. Not a bad idea. Just be careful, because when you walk out of that building, there's going to be a terrific desire to have a smoke. So you have to be prepared for that. The Nicorette User's Guide includes a list of tips for handling those temptations. Anybody else? Oh, I'm going to quit as soon as possible. After I take today's classes, I'm going to stop smoking. I already marked tomorrow on my calendar. Yeah, that's it. Pick a date and stick with it. 
How about you, miss? My cousin is visiting this weekend. I figure I'll be so busy showing her around, I won't have time to think about wanting to smoke. And if I'm tempted to slip, she could talk me out of it. Actually, the idea of having support when you need it is a good one. A friend or a family member, maybe even a co-worker, can provide moral support. Several national organizations offer support groups like this one. There's a list of their toll-free phone numbers on the back cover of the Nicorette User's Guide. So the first step is to pick a quit date and mark it on our calendar. Right. Now we have to learn how to use Nicorette. What's the big deal about that? Well, as I said before, Nicorette isn't ordinary chewing gum, so you don't chew it the way you're used to. The big difference is that it contains nicotine, which you release by chewing it. The idea is to chew it so it releases the nicotine gradually, not too fast, not too slow. Oh, I know, I know. It was in the book. You chew it until you get a tingling feeling in your mouth. Then you park it between your cheek and your gum until the tingling feeling goes away. You keep it there until you don't get any more tingling. Right again. First you chew, then you park. <laughs> then you chew, then you park. You do that until the zing is gone. It takes about 15 chews to develop the tingling, and it takes a minute or so for it to go away. So the method is to chew, park. Chew, park. Let's all repeat that. Chew, park. Pretty good, but let's do it together a little bit better. One more time. And a one, and a two, and a chew, park. Chew, park. Chew, park. Chew, Okay, that's terrific. So when do we use this stuff? After meals or what? The recommended schedule is a piece every hour or two while you're awake for the first six weeks. That's 8 to 16 pieces a day. You'll have the best chance of staying smoke-free if you use at least nine pieces a day. Heavy smokers might need to go all the way up to 24 pieces a day. If you experience strong or frequent cravings, you may use a second piece within the hour. However, do not continuously use one piece after another, since this may cause you hiccups, heartburn, nausea, and other side effects. You mean if I start with 16 pieces a day, I have to use 16 pieces a day for six weeks? No. The idea is to cut down gradually on your body's need for nicotine. So if you start with 16 pieces a day, try to cut down after the first week to 14 pieces. After another week, you may be able to cut down to 12. It would be ideal if you could get yourself down to 8 to 10 pieces a day by the end of the first six weeks. One of the books says to use a piece every two to four hours during week seven to nine. And the book also includes calendar stickers to mark week seven now. So we'll be reminded when to start decreasing the amount we use. Yes, it does. Again, the idea is to start with the recommended dosage and to decrease it gradually at a rate that you feel comfortable with. Then for the last three weeks, that's weeks 10 through 12, you should be able to get along with a piece every four to eight hours. At the end of the 12 weeks, you shouldn't need Nicorette any longer. Sounds pretty easy. Anything else we should know? Yes. If you have kids or pets at home, make sure you throw away the used pieces of Nicorette safely. Wrap used pieces of gum in paper and throw away in the trash. There will still be some nicotine in used pieces of gum, enough to make children or small animals sick. And also, some foods and drinks can make Nicorette less effective. So you shouldn't eat or drink for 15 minutes before using a piece. And you shouldn't drink anything while you're chewing. If you do, the Nicorette won't be able to do its job. Gee, all I have to do is use Nicorette the right way, and I can kick my smoking habit? <laughs> There's got to be more to it than that. Well, there is. 
Even though Nicorette helps with the physical part of your addiction to cigarettes, it can't deal with the mental part. For many people, mental addiction is the hardest part to fight. But don't panic, because lots of people make a few tries before they succeed. And there's some pretty effective techniques for dealing with the mental addiction and for boosting your willpower. And that's the subject of your next support group right down the hall. In fact, it's just about to start, so good luck to you all. Yeah, this is where we got to learn to breathe. breathe. Yeah. Listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. It's also a show about human beings and the noises they make. My name is R. Wolf. I'm filling in for Mike Perini. In about eight minutes, it'll be full fledged face the music time. Special Ed with Ed Special at eight o'clock. This is the last day of the year 2009. It's a really big deal. I do remember when I got thrown in the uh, Washtenaw County Jail uh, drunk tank when I was 17 years old. It was still a medieval dungeon down on uh, Ann Street. And I remember a bunch of the old salts that were in there overnight with me uh, referred to New Year's Eve as Amateur's Night. <laughs> so if you're going out, just be really careful and stay out of jail and hospital. And morgue.
Hey, what happened? It is now uh, 7 o'clock, about a minute after by our reckoning. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. We're the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement broadcasting from the University of Michigan. It's experimental, experiential radio run by U of M students with lots and lots of community involvement. One of the last of the great uh, alternative educational programs at the University of Michigan and also a terrific outreach program. Keep students in touch with reality and surreality. You just heard the, um, the Polynesians, right, with uh, the Kukino Mambo. It was preceded by a whole bunch of cheesy covers of, of pop tunes done either by string orchestras or Moog synthesizers. Mm-hmm. There was also a Nicorette nicotine chewing gum instructional cassette with uh, jungle drums and the Hawaiian war chant 